Welcome to EMG Transformations with Dan Stoll. Each episode will empower you to ignite your inner fire and provide methods to maximize your mental and physical performance. Buckle up and get ready to spark your transformation with Nova Fusion. Hi, my name is Dan Stoll, founder of Nova Fusion and host of the EMG podcast, and I'm honored to feature my friend Matthew Heaton today. Matthew is a habits-based performance coach focusing on fitness and overall health. He makes hard things simple by getting rid of complexity so you can get better results. He is a recovered addict, and his radical transformation is a testimony of hope for others. Alongside this, Matthew is a proud United States Army veteran with a massive heart to do good. I am honored to call him a friend. We've only been in contact for about three months now, but I can honestly say that you've made a significant impact on my life with your wisdom, kindness, courage, and daily discipline to make a positive dent in the world. Thank you for your service and taking time to be here with me today. Man, I there must be pollen in the air, dude, because like my eyes are watering up, man. I didn't know there was pollen in uh, in January, but uh, should we just end this? Because I can't get any better than that, man. Man, it's it's a real treat to have you on, and you know, honestly, like I looked back at our messages and we started DMing like November second, so it really only been three months, but our friendship honestly feels like three years at this point. So I'm just super stoked to have you on. It feels, it does feel like a, a lot longer than that, my friend. And um, it, it's been an honor uh, growing with you and, and watching your growth and, and watching you transform. And uh, that that intro was incredibly humbling, man. I, I might actually go to bed after this just because I don't think my day can get any better than that, truly. <laughs> I'm glad it did good by you. So we'll dive into specifics, but to start in your own words, who is Matthew and what's your story? Let's start at the end. Um, I was a uh, I was a professional hypocrite, man. I lied to everyone, the whole world, and myself for twenty years. I was always a kid with a big heart, but if you know, I, the big heart got me hurt. Yeah, and I hid, and I built walls, and I did everything I could do to avoid the truth in myself, and I dove into self loathing regret uh, ended up uh, with a massive alcohol and drug problem I was inpatient for suicide and just did not think I mattered and you know what I do and so do you and so does everybody else listening and so now I am still you know to use the words of uh, one of my friends a giant teddy bear um, who's a goofy nerd that so hopeless romantic that nobody should ever screw with. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a, probably a pretty good place to start, man. Yeah. And so early on, you went into the army, right? Yeah, man. Um, I had a full college scholarship back in the day. I, I, I was fairly intelligent. Uh, I used the Darwinism theory with alcohol that if the strong survived, that the alcohol would only kill the weak brain cells and leave me even more intelligent. Turns out that is not the case. No, um, but, I, uh, but I ended up enlisting in the military uh, 10 days before 9-11, actually. 
and uh, spent six years doing that. I was a military police officer doing route security, uh, detainee work, uh, raids, all the and quick reaction force doing all that fun stuff. But that really does seem like a different life. Yeah. Yeah. So not to talk too much about that, we'll move on. But I'm curious, like, what did you learn the most during your time in service? There were a lot of lessons that family doesn't need to just be blood. Um, that That's a huge one. Um, that you respect leaders that lead by example, uh, which is something I strive to do every day now. Um, I had some leaders that just yelled and said, I'm in charge. And then I had others that just took charge and you followed them because you wanted to. Um, I still have an old first sergeant that if he called me right now and said, I need you, I, I would be there. And I haven't seen or spoken to that man in 17 years, 18 years. Yeah, but he was that impactful. So those are those are the biggest lessons. There were a lot of negative takeaways that I had to overcome later, but they made me who I am now. And so I'm still thankful for them. Yeah, I love that you said that, too. Like, I think there's two types of leaders in the world. One of them, they lift you up and encourage you. And then the other, they kind of criticize you. And to have those leaders, I guess they both get the same results, actually, like statistic wise. But the ones that encourage you, those are the ones that you're always going to lean towards and be there to support them later on and the ones that lead by example. So I love that you said that. And now you've been in the fitness industry for roughly 15 years. So I'm curious, like what led you down that path? You know, I don't like just saying fate, but it was all part of this journey, man. Uh, I was bouncing job to job like a lot of veterans do. I had no direction. I was a drunk. Uh, I was actually selling suits part time at a department store. And I had a really good mentor there that taught me a lot about sales and connecting. And I was just selling a suit to a guy one day and he he asked me, he's like, you seem like a veteran to me. And I was like, yes, sir, I am. And um, he's like, you're really good at what you do. My wife is the area director for Gold's Gym, and I had an interview with them later, and uh, and next thing you know, I got hired, and the regional manager was asking me questions, and, you know, I showed up in a suit, and <laughs> he, uh, he asked me what my goal was, and I said, I, I don't know. What's your job title? And he told me, and I said, well, I'll take that one. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if you're the cockiest person I've ever met or the most confident. Um, and you know, looking back, I would go with cocky, but, uh, it, it was, it was, it was, a, that's how I ended up here. Uh, I ended up actually taking his job. Um, <laughs> so you did, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, but I remember sitting there saying, you know, being the trainer would be the life. And, and I didn't understand what it meant. I went through the training process of do what I say, do what I say and, mm-hmm. and all that. And eventually got to where I am now. Um, with the style and technique that I use. Yeah. So after 15 years, like, what do you enjoy most about what you're doing? It is such an absolute and utter blessing to watch people accomplish things they never thought they could again, or for the first time. You know, so many people think, man, it's about the weight or man, it's about, you know, looking sexy in this. Those are real goals. Those are absolutely real things. But watching people uncover the why those things matter. You and I did this. I I took you down a ninja journey into your own brain. Um, But diving into the psyche, diving into people's innate reasons why they want to do things and then accomplishing them. For instance, the other day, I had a client 
he said, man, I, I had a dream the other day that I was uh, kayaking. And when I woke up, I realized that it wasn't just a dream that I would be able to do it again. And I never thought I would be able to do that again. And he had tears in his eyes. And of course, then so did I. Yeah. And he said, and you helped give me that. So you want to ask what keeps me going? Come on, man. Come yeah. on. It doesn't get much better than that. And to be there yeah. along the process and watch these people and their transformations and develop the friendship along that, like, man, that's something special. And who else better to uh, be there along with them and help them support them along that journey than you? I think it's just a great calling for you, honestly, based on your personality and everything that you do. I love it. And, you know, going back to that conversation that we had, a big takeaway from that call was set standards to achieve your goals. So I'd love to for you to talk about that a little bit more. Well, man, you know, it all boils, a lot of it boils down to, to self-respect. You know, I'm huge on that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the things that we do boil down to self-respect, whether it's, you know, I respect myself too much to constantly eat these foods that I know are not nourishing me. I respect myself too much to just lay in bed all day. Um, I respect myself too much um, to listen to this kind of music or, or these programs on TV that are going to drag me down and put negative thoughts in my head. And so I'm very big on setting personal standards. In order to do that, you actually have to first know your priorities in life. So every client that I work with, we did this as well. You know, we write down what your priorities are, your top five. But then what we do, the next portion of the exercise is to write down what they really are, as is dictated by your time, your effort, and your bank account. Because a lot of the lack of fulfillment that people find is because they're actually being hypocrites through their own actions. If at no point in my life would I have ever written down that my top three priorities in life were alcohol, cocaine, and women but they were, I would have written down what every good Southern man would have said they were, which is God, family, you know, down the whole thing, down to the white picket fence. No wonder I was miserable. And so once we align those, then we can just set personal standards. A lot of people like to set goals and goals are a good thing, but the word goal has a built-in failure factor. You're allowed to fail at a goal. Right. But you're not allowed to fail at a minimum standard. We want those to be fairly easily achieved so that you can continuously hit those standards and then raise your own personal standards along the way. Yeah, I love that so much. It's taking those small steps that lead to big strides and just making that progress every day. When we set goals and we don't hit them, we can obviously get discouraged, but when we just follow through on those little standards, those are achievable. Those are something that are definitely within our control 100%. And so if we can just commit to those every day and make it a small standard just to start, just to get you some momentum building, because momentum is the hardest thing to get, but easiest thing to lose. So once you do that, it's almost game over because you're riding with the wave at that point. And another point that you mentioned on our call was, put your efforts where they matter. And when I think of that, I think it's like to go deep and instead of wide and in doing that, that'll help you act your way into being the person that you want to be. And those results will just naturally follow. I think you just took my job, man. <laughs> you, you took what I gave you and made it better. 
But you're you're absolutely right. It is much easier to act your way into a thinking than it is to think your way into acting. So sometimes we sit there and we just overanalyze all these things. Well, what do I do? What do I do? What's the next step? Listen, let's just take the first step, even if it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. If I told you, like I'm in South Carolina, that I was going to go to California without a, you know, no GPS, no map, no nothing. But I hopped in my car and went west. Eventually, I would hit pretty close to California unless I just really messed up and somehow hit Washington State. Right. But along the way, then you get guidance. And that's like stopping at the gas station like we would do back in the day or getting a paper map that we would do way back in the day um, or actually turning on your GPS. And so it really is just taking that first step. And something that really resonates with myself is there's so much anxiety when we sit there and think about taking that first step. But action alleviates anxiety. And, you know, we, we discount so often baby steps. Well, it's just a baby step, just baby steps. Think about this and put it in perspective with me for just a second. Wouldn't a baby step actually be the most monumental one? Like that is a child's first step and first action into being independent. Yeah. So when you just count a baby step, reframe it and think this is the most monumental one. You are going to stumble. You're going to fall. You're going to have to crawl sometimes. You might even cry. But that is a monumental step. I love that. That analogy from the driving out west to california stopping at the gas station to taking that first step man that that's a powerful story that anyone can apply in their lives and that's why i wanted to have you because you break down these complex ideas and you make them simple and that's one thing that i love about you and what you do going back a little bit i know that this is something that within the past year past six months it's really been a big change for you getting sober so we talked about really diving into that purpose that's what's gonna drive your actions so i'm curious why did you decide to get sober like you ended i don't want to take the words out of your mouth but you just cut it cold turkey yeah man um i was gonna die it, it, it was really bad. Um, I spent about $85,000 last year on alcohol and cocaine. Um, and that's what I mean by a professional hypocrite. You know, we all are in our own right. But I would legitimately go out, get pass out drunk, pass out in the back of my SUV, um, sleep in the parking lot of the gym, wake up, do a line of cocaine. Go teach people about health and fitness, doing coke the whole day just to make it through the day and then go do the whole thing over again. And, you know, people listen and they're like, oh, my God, like that's insanity. Yeah, it is. It was just all a symptom of a deeper problem. So whether it's uncontrolled binge eating, so whether it's completely um, ignoring and shirking your responsibility it, through video games, through isolation. No matter what it is, a lot of times it's just a symptom of a deeper problem. And the deeper problem was I didn't think I mattered. I hated myself and I was filled with regret. Man, I, I relate to that so much because going through my experiences with being diagnosed with Crohn's disease, having my entire colon removed, 
being homebound, having a colonostomy bag, I hated myself 100%. I couldn't even look in the mirror without having these just terrible thoughts about myself. And it was just all day when I was in the pain of those surgeries, I was just yelling these curse words all the time because I could not escape the pain that I was going through. I, I didn't want to live anymore. And the, what you said there, a symptom, what was that? A symptom of um, a symptom of a deeper problem, symptom of a deeper problem. Yes. Because we do all these things to try to cover it up and mask the pain, but we don't address the pain. And that's what you did essentially, right? Is you finally addressed the pain that you were going through. I did. Um, and, and it all came to a pretty big head. Um, I was driving back from Charlotte, you know, I love stories. So I was driving back from Charlotte and, and there were multiple days that were ridiculous preceding this, but I, I was out, you know, with a friend of mine and I wasn't going to drink that day. And I did. And just fast forward, She's like, hey, I think it's time to go back. And I was like, no, no, no. We have just had, you know, one or two. And she's like, you've had seven, which for me was an appetizer, mind you. Yeah. And so I ended up going the next morning and I started praying because my faith means a lot to me. And I was praying. I was like, hey, God, like, if you could give me a sign, like, I know I'm supposed to stop this. But if you give me a sign, that'd be really rad. And this is legitimately how I pray. Right. So. Four and a half hours later, I had a client that was late and my phone rang and I was fighting a DUI from three years prior and the court case was Monday and it was my attorney. And he said, he went through the whole rigmarole of it all and said, anyway, the point is the charges are dismissed. And I was like, say what? This was four hours after I prayed for a sign to stop. And I hit my knees in that alleyway right there. And I looked up at God and I said, never again, never again. And what it did was, and, and I disconnected. And what it did was it gave me the ability to stop and actually address what was going on. Yeah. And when I finally stopped drinking and doing the drugs and whether it's turning off the TV, whether it's getting away from those negative people, whether it's turning off the video games, whether it's putting down you know, the food, whatever it may be, whatever you're using for distraction or to control, what we really need sometimes is to be still. Yeah. So would you say that was the key moment that really sparked your transformation? Yeah. I mean, there were, there were ones before it, you know, where I was coked out at a client's house and just, I mean, I could go into, into all of it, but we don't want to take up the whole podcast with the negative, um, we, we want to focus on the hope, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's what we're here to be a beacon of hope and shine your light because that's what you're doing. You really are a beacon of hope. And I am truly grateful to call you a friend and have you in my life. And you went through Thank those you. experiences and they didn't crush you. They came close, I'm sure. But you made it on the other side and you are a testimony of what's possible when you really put that one foot forward in front of the other, you take that first step, that monumental first step and you believe in yourself because that's what, it, that's what you have to do. And yes, it takes faith and uh, assistance from that higher source, but 
you have to follow through on that. You have to do the actions and you have to live with yourself every day. And so you put in the work and you did all that. And now you're just, you're shining as much as you can and sharing your lessons, you're vulnerable. And it's just a beautiful thing to see, truly. Brother, in this statement, um, you know, you said the other day you wanted to be a beacon. And I just started laughing so hard. I was like, this dude is like, if you plugged up like a nuclear power plant to a lighthouse, <laughs> that's what you are, man. I was just like, this guy's got to be kidding me. A beacon. Don't sell yourself short, bro. Like you were way more than that. Like you were brighter than like my backside. Like if I was standing on a cliff with my hiney hanging out because I'm so pale, like you're that bright. <laughs> that's what people say about me. <laughs> Yeah. So how did you, how do you maintain a positive mindset now going through all those experiences and learning to love yourself again? Well, you know, that's an interesting one. There's, and I want to set this straight. We hear all the time on the internet, you need to love yourself. You should always love yourself. You're not going to always love yourself. You're not going to always like yourself. And when you say that, and then it creates, it perpetuates this vicious cycle, but I'm supposed to love myself, but I'm supposed to love myself and like myself, no matter what, that's a great goal. You're not gonna, it's the same way that like, no matter who it is in the world that means the most to you, whether it's your mom, your dad, your spouse, your child, there are going to be times where you want to strangle them. The relationship with yourself is no different. But what it is, is it is focusing on just those steps. And I know you're very big on this, but a lot of it is just practicing gratitude. And it sounds like some hippy dippy hug a blade of grass stuff. But imagine this. Imagine that if everything you didn't say thank you for today or thank God for today was gone tomorrow, would you approach today just a little bit differently? Always. Yeah. So that's how. That's how. I mean... My house has been apart. AC one half. My flood. It's three flat tires in the past two weeks. Like all these crazy things going on. But you look at it and go, all right, well, is there a lesson here? What can I learn from this? And sometimes the lesson is life sucks and life is hard. Um, but life doesn't get less crazy. We just get better at it. Yeah. Yeah, life doesn't get any easier. We get stronger. And mm-hmm. you know, there's those stories about like a guy carrying up a boulder up a mountain and, and he does this every day. Does the boulder get any heavier or does he just get stronger from continuously doing it? Again, it's him making that consistent progress every single day. And that's where it starts for if you're in a negative mindset. You have to look at those small things. Take another first step to journal three things that you're grateful for. There's going to be three things. If Even if you can't think of it, stay there for five, 10 minutes. You're going to write down something. So there's always something to be grateful for. Always things to appreciate in your life, people to appreciate, friendships. And you just have to look for the good, in my opinion. Just, again, be grateful, like you said. Have that attitude of gratitude. But I want to say this. I just thought of this, man. You know, I love weird analogies. It's kind of like, be like Batman, right? You know, like Batman, no matter what comes up, the dude's got some weird tool in his tool belt for it. 
<laughs> yeah. So Bruce Wayne, that Bruce Wayne life, bro. It's like find a new tool and be like, yo, like, and God to me is like my, is, is, uh, I forget the guy's name. It's not Alfred. The one that makes all the cool toys. Uh, I was going to say Robin, but not Robin. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but like, be like Batman, bro. Like I, I got a tool for that. Yeah. Always have a toolbox for your health, your mindset, your relationships, every aspect of your life. So then when something happens, you can just go in the toolbox and you'll have a solution for you. And, and put the right people around. So that you asked that question, right? And it was God. It was my inner work. But one of the key components I see a lot of people make a mistake with is they keep the same people around and they stay in the same environment. And you can't stay in the same environment and expect not to have the same pressures and use willpower to be strong enough because willpower is a fleeting thing. Yeah. And so you're setting yourself up and setting those boundaries. Really? I'll tell you what, man, I spent a lot of time alone and it's okay. I would rather be alone than with people that are sucking me dry. And a lot of my friends now are people that I haven't even met like yourself, but I'd rather have that. Yeah. And have these types of conversations than hearing about some drama that you don't even care about. That's just negative. And it's like the news that there's just no point to even listen or watch it. And you could have things that move you towards your goals, people that help you with that. You make new connections, new friendships. It's like, which would you rather have? I'm all day on the positive side. <laughs> well, and I'd rather have people around me to go, no, bro, you messed that up. Like yeah. try again and people are like, well, you just did your best. Well, you know what? And, and this isn't a popular thought and I'm going to hit you with one. I haven't hit you with what yet. Okay. Sometimes your best isn't good enough, but the implied task is to get better. Instead yeah. of thinking I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough as a negative. Try this. I'm not good enough yet. There's always but something to learn. <laughs> Well, that's it, because some things we're not ready for. But it doesn't mean you won't be later. Right. Yeah. Everyone starts as a beginner. And to become the expert, you have to look a fool. You have to do things that you're uncomfortable doing and meet new people that help you along your journey and show you the way. And through that process, like you were saying, that's how you're going to continue to go up. But if you are too afraid to be the fool and to have your thoughts of uh, your insecurities and just this analysis paralysis hold you back, you're not going to get anywhere and you're not going to become the highest version of yourself that you know that you can be. That's it, man. Voltaire said it a long, long time ago. Perfection is the enemy of good. <laughs> just yeah. keep going. Yeah, just take messy action. If you're going to do anything, start there. So why is being vulnerable important? And especially for the men out there listening. We are taught this stoicism and I do love my stoic philosophers, <laughs> but there's this in, implied strength in being cold. That's not strong. Mm. It's not strong. And having this wall up and letting no one in. Right. The problem is when you let no one in, you can't let yourself out. And there is an inherent reason that men are twice as likely to be homeless. 
I believe 30% more likely to commit not com- or complete suicide because we keep all this crap in and we don't share it. Yeah. And you know what? Shame on us. And the thing is, there is, it takes a lot of, it's not weak to share. Now you have to be careful who you share it with and you have to have the right people. Okay. But the thing is, when, when you let that out, this massive relief comes. Oh, yeah. This massive relief comes. It, it, let's say the female in your life. You want to know why she's not treating you like a king. You're not able to give her the safe place she needs. Mm. She can't feel seen and heard if you're being a cold-hearted jerk. And if you can't fix your relationships with yourself, with others, with your loved ones, with your children, if you don't even know what you're feeling inside and to be able to articulate it and fix it. And the only way to do that is to get down dirty and vulnerable. I love that. So if someone feels like they just don't even like have someone out there to talk to or like just, you know, share with, like, what would you recommend for them? Cause I know personally, like I love journaling and that's like talking to someone right there. It helps me brain dump my thoughts get rid of that emotional attachment to what I'm feeling. And it's not that like, I'm not feeling it, but it just, it helps me filter things better. And then I can see things um, with like a more clear frame of mind. So that that's what I would recommend. But for someone out there that does feel really lonely and they don't have too many friends out there, like how do they open up? That's a great question. And yes, I do love journaling. You know that, um, It's a great way to let it out, not only at the beginning of the day, but also a different technique is to use it at the beginning and the end, because those thoughts that have have basically weighed us down and and built up throughout the day that wake you up in the middle of the night, when you write them down, it allows your subconscious to let them go so you can rest and process your thoughts. But with that said, let's say I'm talking to somebody of faith. Talk to your pastor. And if you don't, if you don't think you can talk to your pastor, you might need a new church, homie. Number two, talk to your friends. Now, with that being said, a lot of our friends, we couldn't tell you the name of their kid, but we could tell you their favorite sports team. And if that's the the, the depth of the relationship you have with those people, it might be time to find some new ones. Yeah. I'm not saying get rid of those, but find a few new ones. If you have a partner in your life and a spouse, I really hope you can talk to them. And if you don't have any of those, this is where it gets tricky. Bro, I ain't going to talk to no therapist. It's not weak, man. I'd rather you do that than do something harmful to yourself or somebody else. And last last but not least, send me a smoke signal. I'll answer. Yep, you always have us. <laughs> if, if all of those, if you don't have those, you can't change your environment for whatever reason, you got mm-hmm. us to lean on to and we will definitely help you out. We've mm-hmm. been through our tough shares. So not that we have all the answers, but we're here and we're willing to listen and we're re- willing to offer our two cents. And for whatever that's worth, um, you know, I think it goes a long way. It sure does, man. So I'm curious, where does your resilience come from? Because I feel like this is a lot of debate, whether it's something that you're born with or it's like a skill that you develop through your experiences. So I'm kind of like curious what your take on that is. That's a really good question. Thank you for putting me on the spot. As with most things, I would say, why not both? 
We, we live in a very either or culture. And I, I'd say the answer is usually somewhere in the middle. But let's go back to your analogy of the man carrying the boulder up the mountain. Isn't that developing resilience? 100%. <laughs> so I think there's your answer. By doing the hard thing over and over again, even when you don't want to, you build resilience. You also build self-respect. And that self-respect translates into more resilience. Because when you know what you're doing, when you know why you're doing it, and you respect yourself and those around you, then you have no choice but to be resilient. Yeah, that, that's beautiful. And it honestly leads into my next question. How does someone listening cultivate the courage and discipline to do the hard things when they don't feel like it? That one stinks. Um, <laughs> so we'll go back to the minimum standards, right? And the minimum standard, let's start with a very easy one. Let's start with how you start your day. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you to wake up 30 minutes earlier. What if you just didn't hit the snooze button? Yeah. Right? Like, that's a great one. Um, and I'm going to tell you what, that's building resilience. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and so it really is, does boil down to those simple things. And then doing the hard thing. This sounds weird, but one thing I tell a lot of my clients and myself is this. The second you say, I don't want to do that, and not like, I don't want to go play in traffic, kind of, I don't want to do that kind of thing, but like, I don't want to take the trash out. It's rainy and nasty outside. Do it without thinking, because that's exactly what you're supposed to do. I was speaking with somebody today and told them they, you know, they were using computer games as an escape. And I was, and I was like, may I offer up one suggestion? And he said, go ahead. He said, pack up the computer and put it away. And I heard him pause and I said, does that cause you anxiety and stress? He said, yeah. And I don't know why I said, then it's exactly what you need to do. Would you take an alcoholic to a bar when they're first starting uh, recovery? No. So the thing is you have to remove yourself from the things that are pulling you back, surround yourself with the positives and then without thinking, take that action. Yeah. Don't think, just do. That's actually one of my mottos for when I don't want to do something. I just continuously say that in my head, don't think, just do. Don't think, just do. And it just propels me into action. You know, just taking those small steps, like that seems like the theme of this. You're not, it's like going to a workout in the early morning or taking a cold shower. You're never going to want to do it, but what are the rewards of that? And if you can like kind of weigh that out, like, does this align with my vision? Does this help me get to where I want to go? If it's yes or no, that if it's yes, do it, do it right now. If it's no, then you know that you shouldn't be doing it. And then that will like help you with your goals. And that'll just help your overall day and your productivity when you can just do that quick. Yes or no. Does this align with my goals? Does it move me towards? Yes. No, <laughs> it just, it's that simple. You nailed it. It goes right. back to the first exercise of writing down your priorities. Does this align with my priorities? Yes. Yeah. And that's why you don't get to skip steps. The steps matter. Yeah. And another thing is like leaning into your purpose because that is going to drive you more than anything else. And then once you can do that, you can outwork your self-doubt until you have that undeniable proof and the results when those stack up. Yes, I will say this. 
most people don't know their purpose. That's true. It took and me. It becomes well. How do I find my purpose? Well, let's start more simply than that. Let's find our priorities. Let's line up everything with the priorities because it's really hard to find a purpose when you're not acting in your priorities. And when you're doing those things, it may become a little bit more clear. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So if you could give advice to your younger self who is struggling the most, maybe like in your early 20s or yeah, probably like around there, um, you know, what would you say to that guy? I wouldn't say a word. I'd just smack him right in the face. Um <laughs> Honestly, man, I, I wouldn't tell myself anything because then I would change what I did. The only thing that I would change from my past, you know, is the people I hurt because I hurt a lot, a lot, a lot of really good people. And, and I'm really glad I'm forgiven for that by, you know, by God. I don't know that some of them will ever forgive me, but if I changed any of it, then I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Exactly. Um, so I might just show up, punch myself in the face and teleport out. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that guy looked familiar. That probably, like, that's a sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, sometimes that's all we need too. Like we don't need this huge wake up, but, or like this direction, because again, you wouldn't be the guy that he, who you are now and you wouldn't, be making the impact that you are now and you just you never know how that ripple effect will happen but there's one thing that we can do is be proud of our progress be proud of who we are today despite all of those things that were bad at the time that we had to overcome and that it always seemed like that life was just happening to us and not for us but through the years we can connect the dots and really just appreciate that like all of this was a blessing a blessing in disguise, but it was all here to help me and to help me grow and become who I was meant to be. That's it, brother. You know, when we sit there and we just sit there and say, why me, why me, why me over and over? Cause I know we've both done it. Then you miss the lesson. Yeah. I and mean, when you miss the lesson, you miss the blessing. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I mean, my, my philosophy experiences plus mindset equals growth when we can go through those same experiences over and over. But if we don't get that mindset shift, we don't learn the lesson, then we're just going to continue repeating those same mistakes. We might stay in those toxic relationships. We might do all these things. We, we're not going to change our environment. And so once you can get your mindset to shift, that's where the growth comes. And, you know, having this conversation, I, <laughs> highlights all of those lessons that you've learned along your way and i'm truly grateful to just have you share all of those and you know truly thank you for taking time to be here with me today and sharing your vulnerable story you are a role model and a beacon of hope for those going through adversity and you have honestly impacted my life for the better in such a short amount of time i'm truly grateful to call you a friend the world is a better place because of your courage and your kindness. And I know you got some things going on yourself. So you got some coaching, you got a book coming out. Love to just have you tell us a little bit about that and how we can get involved. Why do you keep putting me on the spot after you choke me up every time? Dude? Like, what is what? Are you, is this on purpose? Like, you're like, let's get the army veteran to choke up on camera and then ask him a about what's going on in his life. Like, really? 
Come on, hey, man. This is, this is vulnerability, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't want to look like I just freaking watched Old Yeller. I just dated myself for that because I'm sure you've never heard of that movie. Um, yeah, if you really want to cry, go watch it. It's like an old Technicolor Disney movie about okay. a dog. And so just we'll put that piece, that nugget right there. Those dogs. Um, bro, it's terrible. Like, awful. Um, don't watch it, honestly. Don't. Uh, yeah, it's legitimately the opposite of a Hallmark movie. Um, yeah, so I just took, I have my coaching, Matthew Hedden coaching, where I do everything that we just talked about. And I incorporate my three pillars of personal development, which is spiritual, mental, and physical. Um, and we work backwards. We, we set the priorities. We align and, and then we create goals. And then we work backwards to create the habits to get us there. When you look up, you're, everything has changed. Um, I also just took over as co-head of Operation Life with Ian Inman, and that is a Christian-based entrepreneurs network and coaching service as well. Our goal there is to feed one billion starving children. So everybody that joins that network, the second they join, um, it immediately feeds 500 children. It's a very cool thing. I will. By the time this comes out, I will be co-hosting that podcast. Ian does the business side, and I do the life coaching side. So I'm very excited about that. The book, man, um, I'm pretty sure it well, it is a personal development devotional where I take crazy stories, lessons from my life, and then examine them. Um, everything from ripping lines of coke in a church parking lot to um, being passed out drunk on the floor as a general manager and having the COO having to drag me out of work. Um, waking up screaming violently through nightmares from night terrors. Um, just, and that's not even half of it, but then I invite you to look at your life and see if there's a lesson to be learned there as well. Powerful. We're debating the title right now of I am the only me reflections of a professional hypocrite. Um, so we got that going on, um, doing a little bit of public speaking and really just, it's, it's all just kind of a whirlwind right now, but again, it's such a blessing. I, I really, I have no idea where I'm going. And it, it it's so cool. It, it's so freaking cool, man. Yeah, that, that's some of the best parts of life is just figuring out, figuring things out as you go, meeting new people and just experiencing and staying in the present moment. I mean, that that's what it's all about for me. It's like every, now that things are like kind of rolling for me, it's like every week is bringing something new. And it's like, I don't even like what's on my calendar now. Like, I don't even know what's coming. So when you're in that state of life and you're doing all the things that you're doing, you're making that impact opportunities flow your way when you live in your purpose and you are a testimony of what's possible when you really commit and you make that decision that enough is enough and you want to make a change. You can make a change. And so thank you so much for featuring your story and being vulnerable with us today. And this for sure will not be the last time that we connect and collaborate together. Uh, I pray it's not. And I know it's not my friend. Thank you so much for having me on sharing your message and your story. Uh, I really, I learned something from you new all the time. Um, I, I pray that so, uh, your listeners gather something from this and, you know, as always reach out to me whenever you need me and anybody listening, reach out to me. I'm right here. Thank you, man. How'd you think about that? Dude, you seriously made me cry twice, you butthole. <laughs> like.
Lisa was at the start and the end. <laughs> yeah, God, I feel like it was like my marriage. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of EMG Transformations. You never know how one valuable insight can make such a big impact. Please leave a five-star review if this episode had a positive impact on you. And don't be shy to screenshot and share episodes on social that you found helpful so we can spread the message and make the world a better place. You never know who may need to hear and the impact it has on them too. We're only scratching the surface. There's so much more to learn. Subscribe and stick around to manage stress, improve your health, and create lasting lifestyle changes. We'll see you next time on EMG Transformations.